You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, and thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and now right here on YouTube. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And today, we're going to break down exactly what you need to know going into the series as Texas A&M plays host to the likes of Mississippi State. Before we begin, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, name right down there below for those of you watching on Tegna or YouTube. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Lock on Aggies. Lock on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, Texas A&M, what do we make of this team? They're 3-1, and one, they're 0-1 in SEC play. Mississippi State, they're 2-2, two and two, and they're 0-1 in SEC play. Honestly, you can make a valid argument that they should be 3-1 and one because of, if not for the terrible officiating against Memphis they would have won that game and they would have been three and zero last week going into Baton Rouge to play. I mean, to going back to Starkville to play the Bayou Bengals. And unfortunately things just didn't work out. So they should actually be three and one. They're a lot better than what they look, but A&M, there's a lot of questions, like a ton of questions, especially on the offensive side of the ball. What do you do with the offensive line? What do you do with the run game? Can you actually establish a run game? Because we know that Isaiah Spiller is very talented and one of the more productive players, possibly the only high-end productive player on the roster right now. We know Devon Chain can have breakaway speed if he gets the blocks. And we also know that the passing attack can be deadly if you get really good play from Zach Calzada, which right now feels very stagnant at best going up against every team that he's been facing that is a Power 5 school. So... When I look at Texas A&M, there's a lot that has to go right. There is a lot that has to go right. So let me go ahead and break down the three biggest things. One, you have to win in the air. You have to. I'm sorry. I know that people are going to say, but trust the ground game. This is the number two SEC run defense right now. Mississippi State is allowing teams to average 78.1 yards per game on the ground. That's it. So when you're in the red zone, by all means, if you want to try and score on the ground, I, I trust it. I trust Devon A-Chain. I trust a quick pitch out to Isaiah Spiller. I trust a jet sweep to Anaya Smith. Let it fly. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Try it out. Anywhere outside the red zone, you have to pass. You have to. This is the worst ranked secondary in the SEC. They're allowing over 300 yards through the air. And I get that Calzada has struggled, but this is a game where he can bounce back. This is a game where you can attack the air. This is a, team, this is a game where you can 100% work downfield. This is a game where I do believe AM can have some consistency. They can have some kind of pizzazz. They can have a little bit of spit and fire. They can do those things, but you have to attack through the year. I don't know what the status is right now of Chase Lane. I do not know what the status is of Caleb Chapman, which could mean you have a big game from Jalen Preston, a big game from Moose Muhammad, a big game from Damon Demas as your vertical threat. But at the same time, we also said all this last week, we said that because there wasn't going to be Caleb Chapman, there was going to be a little bit of inconsistencies. We all said this was going to be the case. And unfortunately, it wasn't. You know, you had Preston get 33 yards on the day. You had uh, Demas get, I think it was 20 yards on the day, if I'm not mistaken, like three catches. It was nothing. You have to be able to find the passing attack. That's what you got to do. This is the worst secondary in the SEC. Beat the crap out of it. Beat it up. Go ahead and let it fly every single play if you can. All right, number two, you have to be able to control Will Rogers. 
Rodgers, as much as nobody wants to talk about it, he is not bad. He actually fits exactly what Mike Leach is trying to do with the air raid system. In high school, he played in an air raid offense uh, somewhere in, I think it was Loosedale, Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Loosedale. It was in that area. But his offense was an air raid. It was a four wide receiver spread set. He immediately was able to function very well learning underneath KJ Costello and eventually taking over for Costello last season on the way to a four and seven record. So he knows how to work this and he's leading the SEC in passing yards. No surprise since they don't run the ball. And at the same time, he also has one of the highest completion ratings and one of the highest QBRs in the country right now. He's third in passing yards. He's like fifth in QBR. He's like, um, he's like third or fourth in passing touchdowns. And I think that he is sixth or seventh in completion rating. So guy can sling it. You got to be able to control it. You got to be able to force a lot of three and outs. You got to force them to run the ball on the ground because when they run it, they are unstable. They are hundred percent are. They have under 300 rushing yards through three games of uh, through th- four games of play. That means they are averaging less than a hundred yards per game on the ground, meaning that they probably are they're, they're like 289. So that would actually add up to be uh, like around 89 rushing yards per game. That's not, that, that's that's terrible. You have to force them to run the ball. So you have to take the passing element out. And what I mean by that is you have to be able to trust that your secondary, which ranks fourth nationally in the country right now, they're going to be able to make a ton of plays. They're going to be able to make a ton of reads. They're going to be able to react. They're going to be able to shut down receivers, and they're going to have to force the run game to step up, which leads me to my next point. If you do have the run game, you have to play better. This is the 12th ranked run defense right now in the country. Uh, I mean, in the in the SEC, so they're not doing much. They they really are struggling. And I get that a team like Arkansas, who's very good at running the ball, who's very good at playing the run, is very good at moving the ball consistently, is something that you have to be prepared for. Mississippi State doesn't do that, so you can't allow Mississippi State to do that against you in this game. And if that means that you have to play. Athletic linebackers, so no Aaron Hansford, no Andre White. You got to play Edron Cooper and maybe like um, Eric Young as the safety position. Maybe you got to play him as the linebacker, like a dime linebacker. If you got to do that instead of playing him in the nickel, so be it. it like it doesn't matter. If you got to play Antonio Johnson at the linebacker role and maybe play Jalen Jones at the nickel position and then Brian George on the outside, do it. Like do whatever you got to do to get this game going because the last thing you want to do is not only allow them to win through the air, but also. If you take away that element, allow them to ground and pound it. That's the last thing you want to do. That's the last thing anybody needs from this team right now. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate and soft and easy to chew? So whether you're a coconut person, a cherry barcia, a raspberry, a mint chocolate, a salted caramel, it doesn't matter. Every bar is covered in 100% real chocolate and it's great for you, but it's also great tasting. The bars are low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for anybody on the keto diet. Most bars only have about 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this out on the shelves right now. Plus, there's always a unique kind of flavor of the month kind of thing. So there's always a different style of flavor. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to receive a 15% welcome bonus with your very first purchase. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com when you order for the first time. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's go ahead and continue this conversation. Three players that I'm watching for in this game game versus Mississippi State. All right, let's go number three. I want to watch Edgar Cooper. I really do because if I do think Jimbo Fisher understands 
think he is the most, most athletic of the linebackers that he has between Aaron Hansford and Andre White and Antonio Doyle and uh, Chris Russell. He knows that Cooper can do the most. And in a team that's going to run a lot of four wide receiver sets, a lot of one running back sets, no tight end, maybe even have two running back sets and have them offset, you want somebody who can play sideline to sideline. And if you're going to run a dime formation where it's a six defensive backfield and a one linebacker set, you have to have your most athletic linebacker. That is that is easily Edron Cooper. You watched him against New Mexico get that interception. You've watched him play special teams. You've watched him make plays all season long as a rotational linebacker, let him start to get some early reps. If this is what's going to be the difference about you winning or losing this game, you have to get the best players out there. It doesn't it does not matter about anywhere on the offensive line. It does not matter if you are a freshman, it does not matter if you are a senior, it does not matter if you have 5 reps underneath your belt, if you have 500 reps underneath your belt. The best player for this game are going to be the most athletic ones, the ones that can cover, the ones that can take away the passing element. You have to be able to play those guys. So you have to play your most athletic linebacker. To me, that's Edron Cooper. I want to see him out there. I want to see him making plays. I want to see him be able to play in coverage. He may be able to even get an interception or two to throw Will Rogers off of his link. Number two, probably the biggest name that you have to watch for, I would say on the day because of his role is going to be so influential it's Anaya Smith. It is Anaya Smith because Anaya Smith right now is the only wide receiver that I think you can truly trust to be a game-changing element on third down. He's the only wide receiver that I think can get across the middle of the field. You can play him on the outside. He can run curl routes. He can run comebacks. He can run slants. He can run outs. He can do a lot with his footwork, his frame, and he can do really, really well of keeping drives alive on third down. Keep in mind, last season, one of the biggest reasons AM was so successful offensively in a limited capacity was because they controlled the clock and they controlled third down. They were one of the most efficient teams on third down last year, averaging 75.2% of a success rate. You have to be able to play that style against this Mississippi state team. The last thing you want to do is give them one more opportunities to score. And number two, the time of the ball. You don't want them to win time in possession because what that probably means is they're not winning actually town possession. They're winning drives. You're having like 12 drives a game. They're having like 19 because if they're just able to get you to go three and out and you're punting and you're, and you continuously are punting. And when you're doing that, it allows them to have more drives. They're a quick, efficient team. They move the ball like this. It doesn't slow down. So they're not going to be able to probably win town possession just by controlling the clock that way. They're going to be winning by controlling drives. And if they are, what that likely means is that they are probably, and I say probably because I'm not, you know, I don't know for sure, but they're probably winning the game. So I got to be sure you get Anaya Smith. You got to be able to have consistency on third down. I don't know what you have on the outside right now. I don't know if Chase Lane will be back. I don't know if Demon Demas can step up in place of Caleb Chapman. I just don't know. I, I, I really don't. So with that in mind, it's very hard for me to say that you're going to be able to trust anybody outside of Agent Zero, who is such an influential player on this offense. But number one, I, it has to be. It has to be Zach Calzada. This is the worst secondary that you will face in the SEC this season. Absolutely. It's not even close. Every team has been able to take advantage of this secondary. You have to be able to as well. If you can't do that, you have to consider boast. Bose at this point has to be on the table because Calzada can't do this every single game. You can't just have him go one, two, three, check one, two, three, one, two. All right, now I'm just going to dump it off. You can't have that. I get it. I understand. 
the offensive line has not been good. You are an SEC quarterback. You have been in the system for three years. You understand what is at stake. You have got to figure it out. There is not an excuse anymore. I'm sorry if that comes off as harsh. I'm sorry if that's very rude. I don't care. You have got to figure this out. This is an easy game passing-wise for a They should be able to put up at least 275 yards passing. If they did it against New Mexico, they should be able to do it against Mississippi State. Running the ball, I completely understand. If you get maybe 150 yards on the day, that is a plus because if basically you doubled what Mississippi State is getting up. You have to be able to throw that ball. You have to be able to connect. And if Zach Calzada cannot do it, I'm telling you right now, Bose has to be in consideration. You cannot go into Alabama losing two straight games. By the way, losing two straight games because of your inability to pass the ball down the field. Zach Calzada is the guy under the most pressure this weekend. And I promise you, you watch Oklahoma say, we want Caleb when Spencer Rattler, a very talented quarterback, a guy who has won with his quarterback system with Lincoln Riley. You watch them cheer for his backup. AM fans are tired of this. They need to see some success. They need to see you actually take that next step. And if you cannot do that, Zach Calzada, it's time. You got to put him boast. You have to see what you have. And honestly, if you don't want to put him in, put Devon A. Chain in. Just run the ball as much as possible. Run a wildcat formation. Do whatever you have to do to get this team right. Calzada is easily the most under-pressure player that I am going to be keeping a close eye on for the rest of the season, probably more so this game, because again, it is against the worst secondary in the SEC. This episode of Lock on Aggies is brought to you by betonline.ag. College football is back, and with it, that means bets are at an all-time high. So go to the one place we trust and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Get daily picks, wages, odds, much, much more from football to basketball to baseball to postseason baseball. Now we have the regular season, the college football playoff rankings, all that and much, much more. Stop sitting on the sidelines, get into the action, and win up to $100 with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. Locked on for up to 100% of a welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. This episode of Locked on Aggies is also brought to you by Price Picks. Okay, hear me up, college football fantasy fans. If you love playing natural fantasy, like on Sleeper or like on ESPN or Yahoo or whatever else you use, you're going to love Price Picks. Price Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers a star players of Power 5 plus non-Power 5 conferences as well. All you got to do is make up to two to five players, bet the over, under, what you think their line is going to be for the day. And if you win, you could win double your money simply by using the promo code Locked On. That's Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to win up to double the money that you put in. So if you put in $100, guess what? You can get up to $100 back in your money. Entries are very easy. It takes 60 seconds to make the bets. You can bet on literally anything that you want, including players, overs, unders on their scores, their records, everything, and much, much more. Prize picks is even faster with the withdrawal, so you'll get your money right then and there. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Go visit prizepicks.com. Only at prizepicks.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Betting on college football does not have to be a guessing game. When you trust the brand new Locked on Bet Podcast with your boy Q and Paramount expert Lee Sterling. Give me picks, wagers, much, much more on every single podcast that you listen to. Locked on Bet, presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Subscribe to them on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So, the national media, let's see what everybody else is saying. So, Bleacher Report is saying that Texas A&M 
will lose this game 21 to 16. Bill Connolly at ESPN says AM will win this game 29 to 18. Yard Barker says AM will cover the spread at minus seven and a half, which means they will win this game. Bill Bender has uh, from Sporting News has Texas AM winning 29-23, but failing to cover the spread. CBS Sports Barrett Salee says AM will bounce back, beating the spread minus seven and a half. Uh, CBS Sports TV says that AM will lose this game and they will definitely lose the spread as well. Dallas Morning News has AM winning, but failing to cover. As for me, right here, the spread is seven and a half. If Zach Calzada can pass the ball, they will easily cover the spread. I have no doubt in my mind that they will cover the spread. If he cannot pass the ball, if he struggles moving the ball down the field, we are in trouble. We are in immense trouble right now. It is not even close to being funny. This is a team that has to be able to pass. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not going to spend much more time on that. If you pass, you cover the spread. Do I think AM can pass? I'm hopeful. I am very hopeful. I will take the over. I will take the minus seven and a half. I will say AM beats that spread. They are able to move ahead into the final round. These numbers, of course, are brought to you by betonline.ag. They will be able to get the victory at seven and a half, meaning that they will win this game. What do I think the final score is going to be? Um, That's tough. I'm going to go 31 to 21. They win by 10. They win by 10. They give up easily two touchdowns passing. I think that they get at least one interception, one turnover on the day, maybe even one fumble. I think probably two turnovers is the most. I think Calzada throws an interception. I will say that right now. I do think he also throws for 250 yards. They trust the ground game inside the red zone. Give me Devon Achen to get two touchdowns on the day. Give me Isaiah Spiller to get one touchdown on the day. Give me Calzada to throw one touchdown on the day. No idea who it's to. 31-21 the final. AM improves to 4-1 right before they play Alabama. 1-1 in SEC play. And maybe they'll be facing an Alabama team that falls to Lane Kiffin at home against the Ole Miss Rebels. That's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, name right down there below, and at Lockdown Aggies. I'll be back on Monday to break down everything you need to know about what went right, what went wrong, and hopefully a victory for Texas AM and where the season kind of sits if it is a loss. I'll see you on Monday. Remember, you get me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.